the results that I saw there really compelled me to double down on this new business I had started and invest more time, more energy into it. I went on to film an entire course. In fact, I rented a historic house in my town. I filmed an entire home organization course in this house. And then I never edited the videos. I never published them. I never sold the course. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. I'm currently on the journey to build a million dollar online business and journey is truly the only way I can describe it. I expected that growing my business would be a lot of hard work, tough decisions, and at least a few late nights. But what has surprised me the most is what a journey of personal growth it's turned out to be. In fact, I'd go as far as saying that the lessons I've learned from my entrepreneurial failures have been as valuable as the rewards I received from the successes. And in this new series, Zero to One Million, I'm sharing those lessons with you. This first season of three episodes focuses on lessons I learned while struggling to earn my first $1,000. While this was the smallest increment of money compared to the climb to 10,000, then 100,000, 500,000, and finally 1 million, it took me the longest amount of time to earn it, over three years. Now I attribute this to two causes. First, Getting momentum to go from the standstill of zero to earning anything at all is tough. And second, I did everything wrong. But like I said, every mistake taught me something and made me a better, more successful entrepreneur today. So right now, if you happen to be struggling to just get your business off the ground and earn your first few dollars, know that you aren't alone and that these struggles you're having today can really work out for good in the long run. I'm looking forward to sharing with you some of the mistakes I made and what I learned through them so that hopefully you can get the benefits of those mistakes without some of the struggles. I'm what people like to call a multi-passionate entrepreneur which is a cute way of saying I have way too many ideas and I'm not very good at sticking to any of them. If you can relate, then you can relate. Every new idea seems like my best idea yet, and I'm full of passion and enthusiasm for it, until the next idea comes around and I lose interest in the first. But entrepreneurship is a long game. Building a business takes continued effort, consistency, and patience. So this erratic behavior made it really tough for me to see any idea through to the point that it actually started to earn any real profits, which, as you can imagine, was incredibly frustrating and made me feel like a failure as an entrepreneur. And I doubted that things would ever change since it seemed to be an intrinsic part of who I am. 
Spoiler alert, I eventually did find a way to settle down and focus on one thing, enabling me to build my skill, build my audience and my clout in one industry, which eventually led to growing a successful business. In this episode, I'm sharing the story of how I went from a wannabe with a bad case of quote, entrepreneurial ADD to a successful focused business owner. My hope is that by sharing my story, you'll find some inspiration and ideas for how you might be able to overcome this challenge yourself. Whether to make that initial decision to choose your niche and decide what business to start or to refine your business to focus more on one area of specialty. My journey started back in 2012 with this vague idea that I wanted to blog. Now, my business journey, my personal journey with all of this actually started a lot earlier than that. Back sometime, I would say around 2006 was when I first started my very first business. But in this series, I'm going to be focusing on my online business and what it took to build my online business. And so when I say this is a story of how I earned my first thousand dollars, well, this is the story of how I earned my first thousand dollars with my online business. And spoiler alert again, in this episode, I'm not even going to make it up to a thousand. All I'm going to do is figure out how to focus all my different diverse interests that I really want to turn into businesses and decide on one business to actually focus on. So again, coming back to 2012, I'd been starting different businesses over the past several years, and I had this vague idea that I wanted to start a blog and start an online business. I was reading all these different blogs about how to make money online, and it sounded like an amazing opportunity, but the big problem was that I felt like I had a million and one things that I could write about and share about online and build a business around. So I was having a lot of trouble figuring out which one I wanted to focus on. I would start one business quote, or at least one website and write about it uh, intermittently only to give up on it a few weeks or months later to start writing about a different topic. Now, obviously, especially considering how competitive the internet is and how many people there are writing articles on the internet, how many articles there are on the internet, doing what I was doing wasn't going to get me anywhere fast. In fact, it wasn't even going to get me anywhere slowly, really, because as long as I continued that erratic behavior, I was never going to build an audience, build a customer base in one niche. I kept switching every time I started to get somewhere close to creating any sort of result. So this really wasn't working out for me, but I was really conflicted because I had so many different ideas and all of them seemed so important and so good. And I didn't know what to do with them without feeling like I was chopping off an arm and really not just chopping off an arm, but chopping off an arm and another arm and one leg and only having like one leg left. And I felt like I couldn't fully express myself without writing about all these different things, but I didn't know what to do about that. So around that point, um, on a whim, I wrote an entire book about life organization and productivity. And following the writing and the release of that book, I blogged on that topic for about a year. And I did so very consistently. 
And the thing about this is that I was able to force myself to be consistent on that topic because there was this big project that I had in mind and I just had to see the project through. I knew what the end of that project was. I thought I did at least. The first end was publishing the book and then I needed to market the book. And then I thought I was going to turn this into a business and sell digital products like courses that related to the topic of the book. And it worked really well in a lot of ways. I successfully finished the book. I published the book. Over 10,000 people purchased or downloaded the book in just the first few weeks. And then that grew my email list by 800 people practically overnight, which prior to that point, I had struggled with my my general blog that it kept changing the topic on, I had struggled to attract any email subscribers at all. And so the fact that I got 800 email subscribers made this seem like a big win. And it seemed so valuable. And so that really compelled me. The results that I saw there really compelled me to double down on this new business I had started and invest more time, more energy into it. I went on to film an entire course. In fact, I rented a historic house in my town. I filmed an entire home organization course in this house. And then I never edited the videos. I never published them. I never sold the course. And the reason for this was I was still stuck in that entrepreneurial ADD. I had still, I was just moving from one passion to the next and I hadn't found the thing that truly lit me up and that I wanted to do long term. Now I wanna give a caveat right there and kind of a tip. The first thing that I think can really help you when you are struggling with this issue is that you have the false idea that you have to find something that you will want to stick with forever. At that point in that business, when I gave up on that course, I think that in fact, that was a great time for me to give up. I really wish that I had given up just before that and that I hadn't had to rent the house and film the entire course because it was quite a lot of work, but I'm glad that I quit that business when I did because there is something very positive about quitting something when you realize that it's not working for you anymore. The problem comes that a lot of people quit too soon when they just think that it's not working in the world. They still are full of the passion. They still really want it to happen, but they're not seeing any results yet. And so they give up and move on to something else that they think might be the thing that they can be successful at. Here's the thing. You can be successful at anything that you put your mind to and put the work into if you stay the course for long enough. And so with all of my other business ventures, not quite all of them, but most of the ones that I was starting around this time, most of these different websites I was starting, I would write about it for a few weeks or a few months, and then I would give up because either I didn't think I could do it forever or because I wasn't getting any traction. Now with the home organization or life organization business that was started by writing the book, I was actually seeing a lot of traction. My website was getting more page views each and every month. My email list was continuing to grow. I had this book that I had written that was doing well on Amazon that if I continued to invest time and energy into, I could have marketed very successfully. I was even starting to get speaking engagements. And so just overall, the business was doing better and better. But I made the decision to stop because I had written on the blog 
really everything that I had to say about that topic at that point in time. And I just realized that not only was this not what I wanted to do forever, but I'd really lost interest in it at that point. And because I was building a business that I was intending to be something of a personal brand, I didn't want to continue to pour myself into building the business that I perceived at that point to be essentially the wrong business for me. So finally, after not only starting and stopping so many different ideas, but even stopping that idea that was in fact gaining traction and working, I finally decided to just give in and let go and give myself permission to write about anything and everything that I wanted to. I decided to stop pigeonholing myself, trying to put myself in a box and say I can only write about this one topic and I will build this topic into a successful blog, a successful website, and a successful business, and instead, yeah, just give myself some freedom. Now, another caveat here, I'm gonna talk more about this in a minute, but I want you to know just right now that I'm not saying this is what everyone needs to do. I'm sharing what worked for me, something that worked for me, and maybe it's something that would work for you, and I'll talk later about some different options you have, some different ideas you might consider that might help you to get out of this struggle yourself. Um, but for now, I'm just gonna continue sharing something that worked really well for me. So what I did after I gave myself permission was instead of creating a website that had a URL or a domain name that was very specific and focused on one topic and intended to be a specific business, I just purchased the domain gillianperkins.com, so my own name, and I just decided to build a personal brand. In fact, I wasn't even really focused on the building the brand aspect. I just wanted to kind of creatively find myself. And I needed to try out some different things in order to do that. So I made a commitment to myself and that was to write consistently. In fact, I made a very specific commitment to write one article per week. But I didn't try to hold myself to writing about any one topic. Now, very quickly after I did this, a trend started to emerge. I would say I was writing for less than three months, one article per week, when I started to notice that there was one topic that I was gravitating toward more than anything else. And it's funny because it's really meta, but it's also unsurprising. What did I wanna write about? Well, I wanted to write about my struggle to figure out what my business should be about, my struggle to start a business, my struggle to start a blog, but not even just my struggle, more what I was learning about how to start a successful blog and what I was learning about how to start a successful business and market that business. These were the topics that had piqued my interest years ago and had continued to maintain my interest, which is why I was continuing to pursue this entrepreneurial dream. It was why I was continuing to start blog after blog and try to figure this thing out. So that's why I say it's meta because I realized that what I wanted to write about was what I was doing, which was also writing and starting a business and blogging and all those things. But like I said, also not very surprising. And in retrospect, I think it makes a lot of sense. 
Now, at this point, when I noticed this trend, I still did not try to force myself to write about just that one topic. I also didn't go off and start a separate business about that topic. That is kind of a story for another day, but at a certain point in this journey, I did exactly that. I went off and I started a separate business. I started a marketing agency because I thought, I found it. I'm interested in marketing. That is what I want to build a business around. So I went and I started that business. And while yes, that was the topic I was interested in, I quickly discovered that running a marketing agency was not what I wanted to do. I did not want to work with clients and market for them. I am an educator at heart. I'm a teacher at heart. I've been teaching various classes since I was 14 years old when a friend first asked me to teach them music lessons and that was followed by many different referrals and recommendations to other friends and in short I built a business based off of recommendations and word of mouth where I was teaching music and I taught music for 10 years in fact by the time I stopped it was about 12 years And I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do long term, but I realized after working in marketing for a few years that there was a reason I was doing that for so long. And that was because the type of activity, so not the topic at all, but the type of activity that I love doing is learning things and then sharing them with others, sharing what I learned, which is essentially teaching. So, What I did with my main blog and business, GillianPerkins.com, this brand that I was building, was I still didn't try to force myself to write about one topic. I just noted the trend and continued to allow myself to write about whatever I wanted. But the more I wrote about that topic, the deeper I got into it and I discovered that I became even more interested in it. Instead of my interest dying out after kind of exploring the topic as it had with home organization and life organization, the deeper I got, the more interested that I got. These blog articles that I was writing eventually gave way to videos and my YouTube channel was born. I would say that that happened around, I don't know the exact timing on this, but somewhere between like one to two years after I started writing about marketing, that was when I started creating videos about it. There, I just wanted to express myself in different ways and I saw YouTube as such a good way to get traction and more visibility for my blog because even though I was enjoying finding myself, I was not seeing a lot of growth with the blog yet. Um, I started using some Pinterest marketing and that started driving a lot more readers to the blog. But the main point here is that I ended up building an entire company around that topic that I found by giving myself the freedom to explore different topics and stop trying to force myself to pick a topic now and just get over my entrepreneurial ADD. The episode you're currently listening to was originally offered as a live stream inside Startup Society, our training program for digital entrepreneurs. Each week in the program, Gillian teaches a live workshop for startup members, including a teaching segment like what you're listening to right now a tutorial segment that demonstrates how to take action on the lesson, and an open Q&A period where Gillian and guest experts work directly with each member. Members also get access to Startup Society's library of business training courses, monthly co-working sessions, and other events, and our private community forum. If you're looking for affordable business training, mentorship, and accountability, then visit startupsociety.com forward slash podcast to learn more about the program and apply to join. Now here's Gillian with the rest of today's episode. 
So let's talk about some tips for figuring out your niche and figuring out how to narrow things down with your writing and your business, especially if you are faced with a lot of different options and opportunities like I was. So the first thing I want to mention here is, as I mentioned earlier, what worked for me isn't what's going to work for everyone. So what I did was I gave myself complete freedom of topic, but I created a consistent publishing schedule and I stayed committed to that consistent publishing schedule. And I think that there's a really valuable lesson there with this pairing of freedom in one regard and consistency and commitment in the other. I needed to keep creating I needed to keep writing and publishing in order to keep my creative wheels spinning and keep working on the problem. But I needed to give myself that freedom to allow myself to figure this out. So another example of how you could do this would be to just commit to test driving an idea for a certain period of time. So with this option, maybe you do choose a topic. So kind of like I did with life organization when I wrote my book. I had a very specific topic and I didn't allow myself to waver from that topic at all, but I said, I'm going to finish this book. And then after I finished the book, okay, I'm going to blog for the next six months. Okay, I'm going to blog for another six months. I'm going to create a course. And I saw each of those things through to test out the idea. And at a certain point, my test essentially failed. And I realized I had no interest in that topic. And that was a good thing because that allowed me to cross that idea off my list and move on to something else, which eventually led me to finding the thing that really lit me up and was sustainable long term. So that's essentially, I mean, that's what I did with my book and the business I was building from that book, but it's also what I did on YouTube. On YouTube, I thought I wanted to start a YouTube channel. I didn't really know if I could stick with it forever or if it was going to work out, but I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to build a YouTube channel about entrepreneurship and marketing. So I chose that specific topic and I gave myself a limited window of, I'm just going to try this for three months, see these three months through and then make a decision. And I did that and in that case, that was very successful. And after three months, I decided to keep going with it for the rest of the year. And at the end of the year, I decided to keep going with it indefinitely until at some point it's not working for me. A third option would be you have an idea and instead of giving yourself a strict time requirement of I'm going to keep doing this for X number of weeks or months or years, instead just commit to figuring out a prototype of a product, creating a prototype of a product and then seeing where that takes you. That's essentially what I did with my book itself. So not the whole business that I was building off of that book, not the website, but just the book. I had an idea and I just decided to turn it into something tangible and see where that took me. And I would say that that was actually very successful, at least in the short run. I finished the book, I published the book, and it was received very well. And I'm very glad that I did that. So those are kind of three different ways that you can try out an idea, giving yourself a bit of a container, a framework, to work within, but at the same time, giving yourself a lot of freedom in a lot of other regards, whether that is time freedom or creative freedom as to the topic and what you're talking or how you're expressing yourself or committing only to a specific project and just to seeing that project through. 
but still giving yourself freedom to do anything else after that or to do anything with what you create. So here's another tip that I want to share with you. I wanna make sure that even if you're test driving an idea, even if you are really committed and invested personally in a business idea, that you don't over invest in a tangible sense into an unproven idea. Okay, with each of these different businesses and products, not even just that I've mentioned, but ever that I've tried, I have generally avoided committing a whole lot of money or over investing an enormous amount of time into them before they were tested. There have been a few times that I've broken this quote rule and have invested too much early on and have almost always regretted this. There have been a few times when it worked out, but it seems to me like essentially a gamble. And so I would never recommend that anyone take that gamble. Of course, there might be times when you decide to just take it. Maybe you're following your gut, you're following your heart, or you're doing something that is just really meaningful to you, whether or not it works out. But especially when you are gambling with everything you have, I, I would not do that. I would not recommend that you do that. I think that it is great to gamble a little bit with a small amount of your assets to place a small amount of your assets into a somewhat risky investment if for some reason it's something that you really believe in or really want to succeed. But I wouldn't recommend gambling with everything you have, investing your life savings into an unproven business idea. So with the kind of three different businesses that I'm talking about in this in this episode, first of all, the blog, second of all, the YouTube channel, and then third, separately, the book. And all these things are working together in different ways, but they're three separate ventures. Um, with none of them did I invest very much time or money initially. With the blog, I was just committed to publishing once a week and I didn't invest more than I would say a hundred or so dollars into the website itself. And I just saw it through to see where it took me. With the YouTube channel, I spent a little bit of money on some camera equipment and things like that. But even that, I didn't spend that money up front. I started making videos first with what I had. And only as I saw that it was working, did I invest more money, especially. I do think that it is important that you invest a lot of energy at the beginning, even if you're not going to invest a lot of time long term. And what I mean by that is if your idea isn't working, I don't really want to see you continue to work on this idea that isn't working or isn't bringing you joy for years. You need to give yourself a certain time limit and see your idea through for that amount of time and then make a determination about why it isn't working if it's working and what you can change before you invest your entire life into an idea that isn't creating any real results. But it does require a lot of energy. At the beginning, you need a lot of energy invested in an idea to really give it the, the catalyst for growth and turn it into a success. And I think that that is a mistake that so many people make when they are starting and they're not really sure, they don't have a lot of faith in their idea, they don't really trust that it will work out, and so they just dabble in it. They just devote an hour here, an hour there, they kind of half-heartedly write a blog post or make a YouTube video, but they don't invest that much energy into it, and then they think it's not working because the idea is broken, but really, What's happening is that they haven't given it enough energy. And we all know basic law of thermodynamics here that you cannot create something out of nothing. 
In order to create something, you have to create it out of something. And when people try to pursue a goal, but they don't invest enough energy up front, that is more often than not when they will fail to meet the goal or even fail to make any sort of movement towards eventually meeting the goal. Okay, so my last tip here, and then we're going to get into some action steps for exactly what you can do to start moving yourself towards figuring out your niche or narrowing down your ideas. My last tip is to have grace if you're still trying to figure out, quote, what you want to be when you grow up. I know that a lot of people feel like they don't know what they want to be when they grow up, even if they are in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 50s or 60s, or even 70s. They still might feel like they don't know what they want to be, quote, when they grow up. I want you to know that that is okay and it is very normal. And it's one thing to feel normal and like, okay, you know, lots of other people are facing this problem, but that's not very I would say encouraging, really. You're not alone, but even more than that, I want you to know that every successful entrepreneur, not just some of them, literally every successful entrepreneur was once where you are now, not knowing what they wanted to do, not knowing how to do it, and they all went on to figure it out, every single one of them. So you are not alone in this place and you don't have to stay in this place by taking action and moving forward with your ideas, trying out different ideas and seeing them through to the right point, seeing them through for a reasonable amount of time and investing some real energy into them. I know that you can find the right idea for you and that you can turn it into a success. Okay, so let's wrap this episode up with some action steps. Your first action step brainstorm your options and write them down. Two very important things I want to point out about this action step. First, I want you to brainstorm your options even if you are currently running a business and you don't think you're probably going to switch to a different business. If you are struggling with a lot of conflicting ideas and wanting to start different businesses constantly, do this exercise, take this action step, brainstorm your options and write them down. And that's the second thing I wanna point out. I don't want you to just think of all these ideas and let them continue to simmer in your brain. I want Want you to actually write them down. There is real magic in writing things down for more reasons than I can get into right now. But first of all, it helps you to externalize them and think about them more objectively, more logically. Second, you will not forget them and you will be able to collect all of the ideas that are in your mind over time. You'll write some down and then you'll remember more of them. We can only hold so many things in our conscious mind at one time. And so until you externalize them and you make this physical list, you are going to only be thinking about a few of them at once and it will continue to create a sense of disorganization and confusion and overwhelm in your mind. So that's your first action step. Brainstorm your options and write them down. Second action step. Sit with those different ideas that you wrote down for a few days. You don't need to make a decision immediately. I also would love to see you make a decision after a few days, a decision about something to try out. But give yourself a period of time. Maybe it's about one week. And in that period of time, spend some time journaling about how you feel about these ideas. 
talk to a friend about your ideas. Basically, what we want to do is help you to externally process your thoughts about these ideas. Now, some people are more internal processors and some people are more external processors. But I want to submit to you that you've already tried the internal processor thing with this problem. You've already tried thinking about these ideas a whole lot. And for some reason, you're still listening to this episode. For some reason, you are still experiencing this struggle and haven't yet chosen exactly what you want to do long term or the business that you want to build. So considering that fact, I want you to try externally processing these ideas by journaling about how you feel about the different ideas and or talking to a friend about them. Your third action step is to choose one of these ideas to commit to for a limited season. I would recommend an initial season of three months. Commit to one of these ideas and commit to investing a significant amount of energy into turning that idea into a success or at least working on that idea for the next three months. Now, of course, you don't have to do, use three months. You could choose any period of time that you want. But I find that three months is generally a decent amount of time where you can start to create some progress, some growth, some results and yet it doesn't feel overwhelming and you don't end up feeling overcommitted. Now, one very important thing I want to mention here is that most likely you are not going to see very many results in three months. If you try to start a YouTube channel and grow it, if you try to start a blog, if you try to start a business and you create some things and you try to sell them, most likely you won't be able to create more than your first initial result. So for example, let's say you decide to create a product and sell it. You might be able to create the product and you might be able to generate your first sale. That is fantastic. If you can even generate your first sale, that is awesome. Or with your YouTube channel, by the end of three months, you may have been able to grow your YouTube channel to a thousand subscribers and get monetized. We see people do that and that is awesome and that is always the goal that I recommend for people to shoot for. But at the same time, it is quite possible that you will only reach your first one or 200 subscribers. The point is at the end of the three months, first of all, have you seen any growth? If you have seen any growth, any progress, any results, then you are starting to succeed. So I don't want you to give up because you haven't yet reached your ultimate goal or come as far as you had hoped that you would. The first question is just, have you created any real tangible results at all? And then the second question is, are you still enjoying this? And are you still interested in this? And do you still want to pursue it? But be very careful how you answer that question because you want to make sure that you don't give up on the idea just because you don't feel like you're seeing the results that you want and you're just feeling discouraged. Discouraged is different than disinterested. So I want you to make sure that you separate those things. If you still have some level of interest in this idea and you have seen any results at all, then I would recommend pushing forward for at least another three months. Because most of the time, in order to create significant results, you're going to need to invest a significant amount of energy for at least about a year. So that's your third action step. Your fourth action step is very simple. It's just that I want you to make an action plan for how you're going to see this idea through. So in action step number three, you chose one idea to commit to for a limited season. 
So you said, I'm going to start a website about this for the next three months. I'm going to make YouTube videos about this topic for the next three months, something to that effect. So now what you need to do is make a real solid plan about how you're going to do that. If with the example of a YouTube channel, what day are you going to record your videos on? What day are you going to publish your videos on? What will these videos be about? You already picked the big topic, but come up with some real video ideas, for example. If you decided that you want to start a business where you're selling handmade soaps on Etsy, well, how are you going to do that in the next three months? You need to learn what you need to do, how to make the soaps. You need to get the supplies. You need to actually create your first test batch. Okay, so what's the time frame for that? How long will you give yourself to do those things? Once you finish those things, then some of the next things you need to do are create more soap, create different varieties of soap. Of course, not too many here. And create your Etsy account and publish your first different products on Etsy. And so you want to kind of map out what your goal is for these three months so that you don't think at the end of three months, man, I'm not making a full time living as an artisan soap maker. I guess this isn't working, but you see where you could reasonably get yourself and you see, okay, if I do all these things, then by the end of three months, I should actually have a product up on Etsy. Okay, and I should have some of that product available for sales. And if I do really well, and this is exceptionally successful, then I may have made my first sale. But that'll help you to both execute your idea and also be able to more accurately assess your results and how successful the idea was at the end of that three month period. All right, so that brings us to the end of this episode. I'm happy to answer any questions that anyone has about this topic. Laura asked, is it worth beginning a blog or YouTube channel and build an email list before having a digital product to sell? It is definitely worth building a blog, starting your blog, starting your email list, early before you have a product to sell. This is going to give you time and space to figure out for sure that this is what you want to continue to do just by writing about it, by sharing it with people. It also means that you will be able to build your audience up significantly before you launch your product. And that means that your product will be a lot more successful when you do launch it. So I would highly recommend that you do go ahead with this, but you're going to need to be really strategic about how you invest your time and energy because it is so limited for this next year. So you need to really get clear on what your most valuable actions are, what work you can do now that is going to have the biggest impact and really create the most success for you when you do go ahead and launch the product. So for example, a blog and a YouTube channel, that might be a bit much. You might wanna decide which of those you really wanna do. Of course, you could test one out and then test the other out, but you're going to be able to create much better videos or write much better articles if you're just doing one or the other, just as an example. But to answer your question, Laura, yes, I think that you should definitely go ahead and get started now if you have some time and energy to devote to it. Um, my one caveat there was, how much time exactly do you have? How much energy do you have? Because like I said, getting momentum at the start can make a big difference. And so you might want to wait until you have some real time to and energy to invest in it if you see that on the horizon. 
if your current situation is just going to continue indefinitely until you get this business off the ground, go ahead and start it now. But if it's going to come to an end, if there's going to be a major change, you might wait to that point so that you can create a bang with your initial launch of your blog, of your email list. Cheryl said, I'm planning to go full on with my topic and creating a membership as well as courses, but I'm thinking about later adding another related membership and course for a similar topic. At what time does one know whether to add another income stream from another topic? So Cheryl, I would say that um, deciding to add another product is very similar, much more similar than most of us tend to believe, very similar to starting an entirely new business. Every time you're starting a new product, I really do want you to use this process that I was talking about today where you are testing out the idea, you're not investing too heavily up front, but you are pouring a lot of energy into figuring out whether or not it has potential, how much potential it has, how interested you are in it, etc. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you found this incredibly helpful. Next week, we will be doing episode number two of this series, um, where I will be sharing another, another stepping stone along my journey to earn my first thousand dollars. Because as you might have noticed at the end of the story, while I had achieved a certain level of success, I had figured something out and overcome a significant challenge, I hadn't yet earned even $1,000. And so I didn't have a successful business yet. All right, well, that is everything for today. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you found this episode helpful and you would like to participate live in future recording sessions, then be sure to visit startupsociety.com slash podcast to learn more about all the benefits of membership and apply to join. And finally, it would be a big help if you left Work Less, Earn More a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will this help us reach more people, but it's also going to give you the chance to potentially win a 12-month membership to Startup Society. All you need to do to enter is post your review on Apple Podcasts, then email a screenshot to contact at gillianperkins.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Now let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.